Hello and welcome to another episode of Middle Age Metalheads. Tonight, we are pleased to have special guest Adam and the Metal Hawks on as our guests. Uh, a little history about the band. Johnny, uh, the guitarist Johnny Berry, started the band when he was 10 years old in Long Island. Uh, Ryan Diversa, their bassist, joined in 2014 uh, at age 14 when meeting them at a talent show. He was originally the vocalist and then moved to bass once Adam, correct me, Adam, is a Galian? Yeah, as a Galian, as a Galian, go. <laughs> joined the band in 2019. They released a self titled uh, debut EP in 2020. And Griffin McCarthy, their drummer, joined in 2022. In August of this year, AMH released their first full length record, Hurry Up and Wait. Guys, thank you so much for being with us. Let me be the first to say, I fucking love your band. <laughs> you're so good. You're, you're probably not the first, though, John. But Well, the, the first, first tonight. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it feels like the first every time, so thank you, John. Hey, man. No, no. I, I truly mean that. Uh, you know, and we'll get into it a bit later, but I saw you guys open for Twisted Sister at the Metal Hall of Fame in Los Angeles last year. And yeah. uh, and came back and told these guys about you, and uh, told my wife about you, and uh, we, you know we've been following you on the socials with all your live streams and and your posts, which we'll get into that as well. I, I just think you're a great young band, and uh, it's so nice to see people playing instruments and playing rock and doing it well. Yeah. Thank you. But but to start off here, because again, you know the title of our podcast is Middle Aged Metalheads. So to like make us feel especially old on this Wednesday, how old do, how old do you guys? <laughs> Don't ask him that question, Michael. Come <laughs> on. No, I think it's impressive. I mean, we're at, we're all between early twenties and late twenties. We're oh, yeah. we're rocking the twenties. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's, now we're gonna have to change this to old man. Yeah, no shit. I remember that. I said, <laughs> man, yeah, middle aged. No, let me get my but, cane. Please but, but, welcome but, Adam and the Metal Hawks. <laughs> yeah, but, but again, it's, it, it it goes exactly exactly as John was saying. Like introducing you guys, you kind of start off as like mu musical prodigies there in Long Island and stuff at ten and fourteen and stuff, and. Uh, you know, seemingly within like uh, by the time you're out of high school, you're already like a full fledged band. And hurry up and wait, though, seems like there's probably a story in that. Uh, but uh, I'm Mike, and I'm, we're of course jo joined by Metal Lord Colin Bosler. Hey. Um, yeah, it's great, great to have you guys on. You guys, Mike, Michael, take that first question, it leads right into what you were just talking about. Yeah, like again, like. I don't know what I, what was I doing at ten? Jesus, like collecting sports cards, like playing out in the streets and stuff. <laughs> that's not the question, Michael. That's, that's about like, you. So, so Johnny, like you, you started this this Metal Hawks project at like a really young age, at like ten o'clock or so, or ten ten years old or so. <laughs> <laughs> ten o'clock. Yeah, one day. yeah, yeah. He started he started the band like nine hours ago. We're yeah. already like <laughs> doing very he well. This morning. Unheard of. He hatched out of a little pod, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what got you into music so early, and like, what got you moving in this particular direction that you would be, you know, here in twenty twenty three, uh, having your first uh, full length album, "Hurry Up and Wait Out"? How's how's this happen? Um, I mean, my biggest influence probably my father. He was mm -hmm. a huge rock and roll metalhead, so he's been blasting ACDC, Van Halen since I was born. And then uh, I got my just hands good on parenting. Yeah, so that's a good man right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what everyone says. Uh, uh, and then I got my <laughs> Our Hero, and I started playing guitar. 
And I learned a lot of the songs through there. And then I was like, I need no guitar. This is not doing it for me. I need strings. So then <laughs> I begged them to get me a guitar for Christmas. And then after I got that, I just got together with, uh, you know, a friend from school. And then ever since then, we've just been getting members into the band, you know, until now, you know, here we are now. This so you've only ever here. been in one band. Yeah, correct. I mean, <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> did it right the first time. There you go. <laughs> and Johnny, were you, were you the one who sort of like, we're going to be called the Metal Hawks. This is where we're going with this or did that come later? Well, the name was, we all had like Mohawks and we spray paint them blue. So... You know, <laughs> that's how we got the name. Dude, We're like Johnny was fucking hardcore at ten. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, good parenting, I guess. Yeah, like, guitar Way hero, go, guitar, mohawks. You know, that's sounds like an awesome sort of like Dickensian story. Colin, you go. <laughs> well, I'm trying. I'm going to be honest. I'm reading and learning and listening and learning. I was researching <laughs> you guys online today. I was on Bandcamp buying stuff. I'm on Spotify. I'm really trying to absorb everything I can uh, about your about your group. And and as John pointed out, I, I'm impressed. I really am. It's it's and I, I do I do really embrace a lot of new music. I'm I'm pretty good with with allowing things to come in and kind of just settle in for a little bit and 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 listen to it. And I'm really impressed with what you guys are doing. So thank Thank you for everything you brought so far. Um, I'm reading here that you were on a talent show, American Idol. Is that what happened here um, in 2015? Tell us about that experience. How did you end up on American Idol? So that that was my side of the story. Uh, okay. While they were while they were doing some uh, Mohawk band in high school, uh, I was <laughs> in college doing some. Uh, Silly uh, voice show, you know. Uh, so American Idol, yeah. So it was really fun. I mean, just got to meet a lot of amazing, uh, you know, likewise vocalists, uh, and just had a great time. Uh, you know, I went on just to see what I could do. You know, uh, just to have fun with it. Uh, didn't really expect too much out of it, and they they just liked, uh, you know, my performances, I guess. And uh, I think the American people really couldn't you know, relate to a guy like me and just you, you kind of get that surprise factor of like, you know, you don't expect this voice to come out of this yeah. package. So it's like, you know, a couple of factors lined up there and uh, I made it all the way up to the top 13. Not bad. Fantastic. Yeah, that's, I was going to ask like, how far did you get? I think I stopped watching somewhere around like, mm, Carrie Underwood or like Soul Train guy? I don't I don't recall. But like. yeah, I, I stopped pretty early too. I, I liked when Simon actually like yelled at people, you know, and like yeah, uh, just they throw they threw people on uh, the auditions that they knew were really bad just to have that, you know. That that was when I was watching. Not not uh, when I was on, they didn't really do that anymore. Yeah. No, and, and, and again, I think I popped on like one of the the YouTube videos where you're featuring I'm like. Yeah, that would stand out. And you again, your voice is, you know, nothing nothing against the rest of the guys, but like that really helps the band kind of like stand out. Like that, your your like really soulful wail, kind of like in, in the bluesy grit of your of your voice, kind of like that gets your attention. That holds the song together. So it's uh, Adam. When you came to the band, Ryan and Johnny were already there. How did you get connected with these guys? 
Uh, so we were working on a, a project, kind of like a solo project, uh, right after American Idol. I was working with a team in uh, Long Beach over on Long Island. Uh, and we had a couple of songs we're working on. Uh, I had never written my own music before, so we were just working on kind of uh, some songs that uh, are at the time manager wrote and we were kind of just working on some stuff and we we're like, all right, this sounds pretty cool, but we need to get a band behind it, uh, you know, so we could play it live. Uh, and uh, one of the guys was like, Hey, I know these, these kids, they're called metal Hawks and they're like really good. And I'm like, okay, yeah, let's check them out. And uh, so we got, we got together, we played some songs together and it was like, this is really clicking. Uh, and you know, at the time we were thinking more of like a, you know, hired gun situation just to play the songs. And I'm like, no, 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 this is like a band right here. Uh, <laughs> and so we made it Adam and the Metal Hawks put the two things together. Boom. AMH. Nice. Now, now we, we skipped a, we skipped a vital piece of the forming of the Avengers to get, to get to Adam. Ryan, <laughs> you, you came to the band uh, when you were 14 uh, were, now, were both you and Johnny playing the talent show, or did you just see them at a talent show? Yeah, so we were both performing at the talent okay. show. Okay, that, that, that leads to, do you, a, do you remember yes. what you were each playing? Yes, yeah, so I was singing with a friend. I was singing Too Late for Love by Def Leppard with my friend. And then Johnny was with Metalhawks with their old drummer and singer. And they were doing a medley of two Twisted Sister songs, which was "I Want to Rock" and "We're Not Going to Take it." And all of us, and all of us, kind of have like that Twisted Sister connection. Yeah. I, yeah. Did Did you see their singer and go, you know what? Not that good. And just, <laughs> just, just, just well, go talk to Johnny. Well, I, well, I, I, I didn't think much of it because I was backstage, so I didn't really like hear them. Okay. Play. But I, but Johnny was talking to me backstage. We were talking about like our influences. Like, do you like these bands? Like Van Halen. I was like, dude, I, I freaking love Van Halen. And, and he was like, oh my god, you know, we gotta get this kid in the band. But uh, the crazy thing is, because they had T-shirts at the time, they were they were already in the merch game. Like when they were kids, it's crazy. <laughs> but they threw, but they were like at the end of their set, they threw a handful of T-shirts into the crowd. And my mom, of all people, called one of the shirts. Nice. So I mean, if that's not destiny, I don't know what is. <laughs> Number one fan. <laughs> he's wow. a number one fan and i and i had a very similar upbringing kind of with johnny my parent my parents actually met at a recording studio my dad sang in bands in the 80s and 90s and my mom worked at the studio that he was working at and they they got together and a bunch of years later they had me and here we are now yeah we that's, that explains like why she didn't just didn't drop you off at the show she's like i'm coming in too oh that's, she was there that's awesome <laughs> oh, they were there Okay, some some multi generational rock and roll families. That's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. That's and and my dad's biological father. It turned out he was also a singer. Oh wow! So it's, it's so it's really in the blood. Yeah, that's amazing yeah, for sure, Michael. Yeah. So uh, again, I, I know there's a question that's like uh, needling my brain here. Like maybe this is a. No, it's another question. I was going to ask about the Twisted Sister connection. <laughs> we'll get you there. Just, you, just, you just brought it up. Uh, I wouldn't be like spontaneous in conversation, yeah. but I know we have like a script here. Let, so, let's... Uh, so, uh, so once Adam joins the band, you guys have a band. You have this this name, Adam and the Metal Hawks, and you release your uh, your debut EP, the the four tracks there, uh, with uh, some really cool tracks on it. Um, 
So, and then Ryan switched to bass and then the, the songwriting process kind of underwent a kind of transmogrification, but like, uh, so what, what's your, what's your process now that you guys have gelled and you come together and you, you do feel like a band and there's not the hired gun aspect that, uh, that Adam referred to. And he, as someone who hadn't previously written songs, is there something a little more organic, collaborative, creative going on that you can share? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, anytime we get together to write songs, it's very much a collaboration, uh, you know, because we're so lucky to have uh, Ryan and Griffin, uh, you know, Ryan plays like every instrument. Griffin plays every instrument, you know, uh, so it's like wow. and they both have perfect pitch so they they can chime in. Uh, you know, oh, I'm hearing this vocal line or I'm hearing this drum beat, uh, you know, and a lot of the members, you know, Johnny has a, a lot of opinions, you know, he doesn't play every instrument, but he knows when you play it wrong. That's for sure. sure. Uh, <laughs> because of that guitar and, hero scoring stuff, he knows. True. Yeah, he hears a little, <laughs> and he's like, oh, that's from the game. I know that's wrong. You know? Nope. Going back. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, we all kind of work together to write the songs and, uh, uh, we try to keep in mind a philosophy of just each song that we make needs to be our best song that we've ever written. Uh, you know, to, uh, to come out and just make a song that, you know, is worse than another song that you made. Like it, it needs to, needs to add something to it, you know? Right. Uh, and so that's helped us kind of just keep our quality high and not just yeah. once we make a song, just kind of rest on it and be like, all right, that song's done. Let's do the next song. Like, you know, we need each song to kind of have its own uh, attention and, you know, yeah, uh, love to it. Does it ever feel like, you know, and anybody can chime in, like there's maybe like too many cooks in the kitchen. People are like pushing and pulling one way. Like the song wants to be like this. The song should be like this. <laughs> you get into like well, alternate we're... versions of songs. <laughs> well, we're not in the kitchen. We don't have, have that problem where we're literally like bumping into each other but you know everybody but everybody does everybody does have their like, like own different ideas for songs but we it usually it just comes to a consensus at some point and as so, as long as it's like the best song i've ever written we're ready to put it out and record it yeah, yeah. I, I i i like that ethos where it's like the next song is going to be better than everything else and then keep sort of like climbing the ladder a little bit that's awesome right. All right, so I think I think I'm up next. So I'm again learning as I go through this, and I haven't heard from Griffin at all tonight, at all. So I'd like to hear I'd like to hear from Griffin because Griffin, you joined the band, right? You are coming in after the EP and the tour, and you're the new drummer. So how did you get mixed up in this whole thing called Adam and the Metal Hawks? So around the time I was um, asked to join, I was in about six different bands at the same time. Yeah. just juggling just trying to find some spotlight trying to you know get my name out there around long island and i was on tour with the band um opening for a guitar player named ingve malmstein and that was it. Which, which which one yeah. like ingve malmstein or ingve j malmstein ingve <laughs> malmstein. he's the the shred king that that ingve okay malmstein. yeah yeah and i went he, to school with one <laughs> that tour was terrible it was a terrible tour and we were almost wrapping up, or at least I was wrapping up my commitment of the tour. And out of nowhere, I get a phone call from their drummer, Alex. Well, he asked me to call, and it was just very sudden. I didn't really, really know what it was about. You know, we were kind of buddies on Instagram and media and stuff. Like, 
just complimenting each other and just checking on our plane because we knew we were in the area. But he let me know that he was he wanted to quit and he wanted to pursue an education and go down that way. He just felt like he was disconnected from from music and just didn't feel the passion that he once had. So he recommended me to audition. And I was like, well, of course I'm going to audition. <laughs> this sounds amazing. <laughs> so, you know, I went down and everything just seemed right. You know, we gelled very nicely. First time playing together. It was sounding pretty tight. And they picked me, you know, that was, that was the story. And from there, I just kind of was like, see ya. I got, I got to pursue this. This is going to consume my whole life now. So, you know, it paid off, paid off playing in all those bands, you know, because without them, I wouldn't have gotten that exposure. So, yeah. so why did you guys pick Griffin? Somebody tell us why, why, what was about it about him that was you guys, I'm, we're hooked. We need him. Well, because he's, he's the, the best drummer in the world. Drummer. I know why. <laughs> <laughs> all the words right out of yeah but i mean like you know when alex was leaving the band you know it sucked and everything because he was he was part of the band for almost six years at that point but when griffin like came in like and learned a handful of the songs that we were like getting ready to release on the album you know it just it just clicked you know it was it was easy yeah i mean you know griffin uh we don't have to say how amazing he is at drumming but uh another aspect is uh he can sing harmonies also so uh, now we have a third voice. You know, me and Ryan were holding down the harmonies. Uh, now we have Griffin in the mix. It's just like a, a completely different band. It's crazy. Yeah, nice. and, and and again, that's that's sort of like part of like this your signature sound, and that was what John was sort of like, you know, tuning us into before be, shit before we even like uh, maybe even listen to a song was like these dudes have like some killer harmonies, yeah. um, and. Yeah, it definitely shows, and uh, basically that's that's all you guys kind of chiming in, right? Yeah, yeah, we're lucky to have. I mean, not many drummers that can play like Griffin also sing, and uh, to be able to sing crazy harmonies uh, on pitch. I mean, I have trouble doing it, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys ever listen to Jellyfish, the band Jellyfish? No. I've heard of them. I don't know if I ever maybe, have, maybe check them out. They're a power pop band from like the late '80s, and uh, the drummer was the lead singer. And uh, they all went on to different different bands later on. But you might you might be into them. Uh, pretty good. But let's talk about a different they had band. Great harmonies too with with yeah. Roger Manning and yeah. Let, let, yeah. Let's talk about a different band from the '80s. Uh, you know, Ryan stumbled upon Johnny playing Twisted Sister songs. What's your connection to Twisted Sister? Like I said, I came to you through Twisted. And, uh, you know, we've had JJ on the show. And uh, you guys know, as as well as we do, JJ can talk. Like, like that guy's got oh, yeah. more stories than, like... The guy, the guy, he, guy never shuts up. He's the Methuselah of heavy metal. <laughs> I, love, like, like, I, love, I love him to death, though. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's always... Always got a story for everything, man. I love yeah, talking and, to JJ. And so what I, you know, I wanted to ask, like, aside from musical inspiration, have those guys helped you in terms of business as well? I know JJ is like, you know, very, very uh, adamant about the fact that Twisted Sister, once they got popular, it was not as exciting for them, but they've been able to ride that success successfully and live as musicians for the rest of their lives because of the business choices that they made. Has he helped you with that as well? Uh, so, I mean, the the major connection, I mean, it seems that each of us have a weird kind of twisted sister 
uh, link in our backgrounds uh, that we've run into there. At least a there. Long Island thing, huh? Yeah, I guess so. It's just Long Island. Island. They, they put they put a copy of there. "Come Out and Play" in every crib. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, we we've gotten to talk to them uh, after the fact. Uh, our our uh, current agent, Daniel Stanton, what a guy! Shout out to Danny. Yeah, uh, Daniel, he, thank uh, you for hooking this up. He, is, of course, works with Twisted, and he works with us. Uh, so that's an obvious connection. But uh, we have gotten to be able to talk to the guys, uh, JJ, Mark, D, uh, and they've all given us some great advice. You know, uh, I mean, we say we joke that JJ never stops talking. Well, usually the things that come out of his mouth are good to listen to. So at least you have that. You know, uh, <laughs> he wrote an entire book about all the the stories and all the knowledge that he's accrued throughout uh twisted's career and so uh he definitely you know he has some great advice uh, one of the his mottos is like come you know come to me when you've played a thousand shows you know like you haven't even started your band and like the ten thousand hours thing <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah, when twisted me. started like jj told us they were playing like six shows a day yeah. Like, at, like in clubs, like where are you gonna do that? I would say, I would say it's six shows. I'd say it's six sets a day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you know, but drives the number up. That's that's something that's unheard of nowadays. But uh, uh, you know, we we definitely have gotten some great advice from those guys. Yeah, yeah, and, and certainly that we appreciate that they toiled, you know, in in a different sort of uh, media landscape for like ten years or so, and it was all word of mouth and posters and, you know, what mm -hmm. we would regard now as pretty like low, you know, low end merch. And, and I think we'll get to this question too about your guys's own profile. But but damn, you guys just dropped a new record at the end of last month. Um, there's probably a lot of work that went into that, a lot of anticipation, and certainly there's a big business end that goes into the launch and like what's next and hooking you up on a tour and i don't know i guess there's they still do videos but uh they're of a of a kind of a different nature and they're definitely out there on whatever streaming service people want to like take a look at youtube or otherwise but uh tell us a little bit how that came together and like you know how long did it take for you guys to realize now we're serious it's an it's a it's an album thing and you you start off with an ep with four songs and now it's like you know, you, you you have like this one big debut album shot and you really want to like capture everyone's attention. What what was what was that whole sort of project and process like? Well, we knew from the beginning, like when we were making this album that it had to be like the best album we have that we've ever made like thus far. Like we're talking like appetite for destruction, <laughs> like like stay hungry, like that, like that sort of calibre. Okay. That was always what we go. wanted for. But you know, we it was I would say like between like the first song written and like the like last song was written like like to file up the album, I would say they were written like like some in the middle of the pandemic, some like right before it. And one and one of the songs actually I'm done is an old Metalhawk song that we reworked to be a part of the album and we had it close up. So I would say we spent like a year and a half like on and off in the studio, and uh, yeah, we're just we're just really happy that it came out as good as it did. It's being received as well as it is. And just the fact that it's finally out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the big thing. And it's definitely out there on all the streamers and stuff for folks to check out, you know, whether you're on Spotify or Apple. Let, music. Let's actually, let's have our listeners check one out. Like guys, let's play a song from the new album. What, what would you pick? 
to uh, for for people that don't know the band yet and that are coming in to uh, hurry up and wait. What what would you put forth first? Ooh, that, that's like that's like picking my favorite child. I, I have my I vote have two is, favorites. My vote is that is backwards. I love that song. Yeah, yep. that song I, I like I like ass. Jimmy and I like Three Thousand Miles. Those yep. those are the tracks yep. for me. Yep. Like, yeah. I'll go ones. I, I'm a fan of party time. Mr. Jimmy's nice. See, we're all too. over the place. You guys tell us what to play. The, the consensus seems to be Mr. Jimmy. So why don't we give him that one? I we mean, can either give him that or we can give him tips. Ooh, the guitar on that rips. Like, really, <laughs> Johnny, boy. So uh, we we will uh, we'll step away here. We're going to play you some Adam and the Metal Hawks from the new album, Hurry Up and Wait. And we'll be right back. Yeah. 
we're back. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn. Yeah, this we play it really fast. Like it's, it's fucking it, 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 it's it's bluesy as hell. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit, like right off here, like you know, sometimes you know, um, you know, and and, and everybody probably does this at some point. Somebody's like, check out this song, check out this band, check out what have you, and it's just sort of like your absent mind, like click, 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 and you play. You got the Bluetooth set up. You're not looking at the video. You're not looking at the album cover. You're not looking at any visuals. And then the music just comes on, and it's sort of like, I think I've heard that before. Or there's like <laughs> something kind of like faintly familiar to it. And I'm gonna say like when I listened to like something like Mr. Jimmy it was sort of like, oh my gosh, is that like, I don't know, is that like Ray Gillen from Badlands or what? What am I hearing? Or maybe it's Jack Black or something. Um, or is it David Coverdale? There's something about the voice. Then I was like, in other songs are going like, nope, that's definitely Leslie West from Mountain. Adam, <laughs> do like any of these vocal choices that I'm that I'm selecting here like register at all you're going like yep kind of maybe no yeah i mean the most obvious of course uh is jack black i i've been compared to him more times than i can count at this point oh uh, which you know i take in stride i i love jack black of course we gotta get uh, you that gig adam when he's tired of like voicing toys <laughs> and stuff like that like dude you're right in yeah but like but you, school you, you, school of rock too there, there you go. go. <laughs> yeah, but like definitely like you're you know there's like the comparison like when when Jack is doing his thing it's like always in a kind of a a goofy scatty kind of like faux blues register where you're hey, Have you like... seen their Kickapoo cover, Mike? Oh yeah. Yeah, that'll bring this all together. <laughs> oh wait a second. No, no. I haven't seen your cover of Kickapoo, but like it got me going like down this rabbit hole going like Wait a second. I'm going to go back and listen to some old Tenacious D now. And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. The albums are good. For they're, the record, good, I for the record, I get party rock out of all of this. And I heard Jackal is what mm -hmm. I heard in my oh, head. Man. We've gotten that. Too, yep. See? That's See? Right. All right. Come on. You guys, everybody on, the, on our team was like, <laughs> okay, oh, no, we, no, no. We, we tease Colin about Jackal. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> don't, say, he's like don't say that. I'm like, it sounds like a man. <laughs> party rock. It also, also a little These guys are like, our influences are ACDC, Van Halen, Aerosmith, and Colin's like, I'm sensing Jackal. And it's like, no, whoa. <laughs> I, was, I was getting a little Bull Boys vibe, though, too. So it's like, <laughs> Bull Boys like got that really... Yeah, let's let's, let's put like this train that. back on the track. Agreed. Here. Colin, <laughs> go. <laughs> All right. So That was a fun I, little off-road, though. And, and by the way, I'm checking out your website right now. Very cool. Lots of nice merch on here, some autograph stuff. So we'll have to make yeah. sure at the end we get we give everybody that uh, that website address. But yeah, uh, we understand that you are headed on a tour, and apparently, you United States wasn't good enough. You decided to go overseas <laughs> first. You're like, nah, that's it. We're out. We're going over oh, to Ireland man. and other places. So tell us about the tour. Where are you headed overseas? That's going to be great. Uh, we're excited. That's next month. Uh, we're going over to Ireland and all over the UK. Uh, we, we jumped on this tour with a band called Punk Rock Factory. Uh, they're from the UK, uh, and they're a bunch of young guys like us, uh, social media types, uh, and they have like a punk rock band, and they're really good. Uh, they do some cool like uh, covers of different like, you know, the punk rockify stuff. So they'll do like Disney songs or, you know, whatever's trending right now, that okay. type of stuff. 
Uh, and so they are, they set up kind of a tour all around the UK. They invite us to come on, uh, and jump on with them. So we're super excited, uh, wow. to play. And, uh, we have a tons of fans that say they're from the UK. So we're excited to go meet them and, uh, you know, just have a great time with them. They, they look like a lot of fun. Awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you're raring to play the new stuff. Like, yeah, yep. it, 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 they, they, the, the punk rock factory whom I haven't heard of, but like. They sound like a lot of fun if they bring out fans who are into like live party music that you guys bring with maybe a little yep. more originality and not cover gimmicks and stuff. Not, yeah. not, not prejudging them at all, but I'm totally prejudging. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you definitely check out their, their videos, you know, they have, they have uh, some yeah. really fun on there. Awesome. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. And guys, worst, guys, worst things have happened for like bands going overseas before they, and get some seasoning before they come to the states. It's true. <laughs> that's well, that, that's that, that's that's usually how it is, especially now. Because like, I mean, I hate to say it, but like, rock and roll like isn't as big in the states as it is in Europe. Like the thing, the trend like seems to be like try and go over to Europe, make it big first. Like we played a bunch of festivals. We're going to the UK, like we said in October, and then hopefully you get big enough in the states. You just you just yeah. go insane. You yeah. Go all over the US. So twenty twenty four. We might be able to see you guys around here on the road. Yep, yep. Festival circuit definitely will. All right, great. All that stuff, yeah. Guys, going going back to your influences, you know, we we were talking about we looked on your website and and you guys had each put your influences and and your influences are are bands like Rush and Van Halen and and Aerosmith. Those are a lot of bands that we grew up on. But like we're old as fuck, and you are not. And uh, you know, Johnny said, you know, his dad introduced him to a lot of those bands. Same story for you guys. How did how did guys all your age come together and with with influences that are very very complementary to one another? But like you know, Rush is not an easy band to get into for for younger people i think unless Anybody. you know i take that back maybe for musicians rush is probably the road that you you want to start on mm-hmm. like but uh you know t- tell us like how you got into these different bands well it's like it's like i was like alluding to earlier when we were talking about like in the town show and everything you know i have i had parents that were metalheads and everything when they were younger like and when my mom was training with me she would literally like, you know how people crave, like, strawberries and stuff when, you know, when women are pregnant? My yeah. mom would crave Led Zeppelin. And literally, she bought a 2112. <laughs> <laughs> she would li- yeah, 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 2112. And, it's and in the womb. No, but, no, no, but I'm not I'm not kidding about this. She no baby to, like, Mozart? Literally, like, play Led Zeppelin. Uh, babe, uh, I, I think there was some baby Mozart, a li- little bit of Mozart in there. <laughs> and it's funny, too, like, when my dad, when, my, when I was a baby, like, there was this home video of me, like, I was a few months old, like sleeping in my crib, and of course, my dad is blasting poison over the stereo. <laughs> so it's, it's 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 been ingrained in me from an early age. And I just so happen awesome. to, I just, I just happen to stumble across, you know, my musical ability, and I just really took it off from there. Yeah, it's great, Griffin. I think I started on Raffy. You know, Raffy, there you go. Yes, Raffy. Raffy. Oh, Raffy, 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 and the Wiggles. The yeah. Wiggles. Yeah. We have we have a fourth host who's not here who's a big Wiggles guy. <laughs> was the Wiggles at the Beat Theater in two thousand three and I blew my mind. They were so good. Like they just they were they were so talented. I just I I just remember it being such a good time. But oh I mean both my parents are musicians, so their influences 
my mom's more of the rocker. She was into Def Leppard and Aerosmith and Rush and all of those bands. And then my dad was more into the alternative side and musical theater. So I got a little taste of both worlds. I think I tended to gravitate more towards rock music, but I still love that style of musical theater and all that stuff as well. So I, I, I honestly, when I write songs, I think about it more in terms of musical theater than I do with rock music because rock music tends to be very rigid and structured whereas yeah. music theater tends to flow with each scene and each it's more like a breath and it's yeah. and i try to combine those two aspects when i write music so it's it's there's a lot of influence there but rush is by far my favorite band i was just blown away by neil Peart's drumming and i got i was lucky you're in the right place this is a safe zone yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Rush is, love Rush. you know, for Rush fans out there who haven't experienced it before, uh, before uh, they're very theatrical, too. They have like those, you know, really lush, you know, orchestrations and they have these larger sort of like concept records, too. There's, you know, that's getting into a like a seven, eight minute Rush song is like, oh, my gosh, it, like. I go think ahead. that was part of the. Part of the attraction to it, outside from the drumming, I mean, when I first heard, I think the first song I ever heard by Rush was YYC, and I was just, oh. like, what is this? This is unbelievable. I mean, I had never heard music like this before, and I had to, like, ask my mom, what is this music? And then she showed me 2112, and that was it. You know, I just got hooked. Nice. And, like, my first ever, like, big rock concert was Rush. And that was that changed my life. And from there on, I was like, this is what I want to do for a living. That's awesome. it. What once again, like all the you know, foil stickers for good parenting. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> hey Adam, si side question to that for you. Who was the first rock singer that you really uh, sort of attached yourself to or tried to emulate or learn from? Uh that's a tough one. I mean. Uh, I would say it's probably between either Steven Tyler or Freddie Mercury, probably. There you uh, go. I mean, that's, that's again, good kind of combination kind of leads back to what uh, Griffin was saying in that sort of theatrical mode. And, yeah. and, jo and Johnny, the founder of this, uh, of this act, <laughs> the, the AMH, the Adam and the Metalheads, 10 years old on or metal know, Hawks. <laughs> metal hawks what did i say adam and the metalheads but you know it's yeah. a combination of the we're podcast form and our, the band. yeah we're, we're gonna merge the show. A crossover all of us yeah. now <laughs> but uh but 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 johnny like you know what what sorts of things kind of anchor you in terms of like the music that you were like i want to do this but on a guitar for reals i think when i uh saw eddie like once i saw eddie play or heard his music i was just like wow i feel like usually when people hear eddie van halen they either quit guitar or they keep trying to like him. <laughs> so I just started learning his licks, and I I just was blown back when I heard him play, and I was like, wow. So I think Eddie Van Halen is my guy, my influence. I think he changed guitar for everyone since you know, and he's still influencing keep millions of people to play today. So I think Eddie Van Halen is, and yeah, and again, speaking in terms of like second generations, we we talk about you know his uh, his son Wolfie. And right. the, the, you know the WVH Mammoth band that he's in, it's like shit. He's just uh, continues to expand this sort of what we would have imagined when we were in eighties. Like that's a fad. It's all going to be over at some point, and you know this this will just be something in uh, in an encyclopedia. But do you guys get like a whole lot of Van Halen 
it was like is that something that you guys listened to like when you were when you were young and kind oh, of yeah. oh yeah oh yeah that's weird it's another harmony rock band it's yeah so weird. That, big time yeah that first record is literally a masterpiece i mean it's just unbelievable to have uh, your first album come out with that it's just crazy i mean i i listened to that i non-stop that was a big influence especially alex alex van halen's drumming is phenomenal oh, yeah. you got everything you got he touched gold he's such a good drummer mm -hmm. mike mm. mike go with the next one yeah so we, we 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 kind of broached the subject a little bit but we'll get into it a little bit more now because all these old fogey bands and stuff all these guys who are like since long gone but have left their influence you know and the airwaves and now everything is of course streaming online seems like you guys have kind of like uh you know entered into a particular period given like the particular uh music climate and you know we, we get into this a lot about how like the the, the style of music that we liked when we were younger than you are now was sort of like it is now sort of like entering a kind of nostalgic phase and uh you guys have the added advantage i guess or the added burden of like having to have like a constant social media footprint out there where you're pushing stuff in all these different directions trying to get all the feeds on the x formerly known as twitter or out onto you know <laughs> youtube and insta and and tiktok and and what have you i don't know if you guys are on gab or voice hopefully not but uh you know so how much uh you have a, you have obviously you guys got a great manager but like but how much of it is spontaneous just part of your generational sort of like uh, interaction with social media and how much of it is business it's it, it's it's got to be like a little bit of uh maybe both I, yeah i mean it's, it's, it's a, a big, big question question. definitely Sorry. a great question that uh, you know this is kind of uh you know twisted was doing six sets a day uh this these days you got to post six you know six times a day you know that kind of thing <laughs> okay uh, that that's a good one adam yeah solid point yeah i mean the, the industry has definitely changed uh but that doesn't mean that it's any easier uh you know it's uh the the kind of uh pros and cons of how it used to be it used to be you you just kind of work bust your ass and hope that you can get a record label to to catch on to you and then you're set from there they'll, they'll take it from here and uh yeah. you know you'll trickle in your money that type of thing you know yeah uh now it's kind of the opposite or it's still you could you could get a record label's attention and and go that avenue and that's still available uh, but now, uh, you know, there are plenty of people that can make uh, their entire music career from their own house, you know, from their home studio. Yeah. And, uh, and just being independent and going and, and doing your own marketing through TikTok and whatever else, uh, you know, that's very real as well. So that's kind of the avenue that we're we were uh, taken on through through this uh, through the pandemic really forced us oh, okay. online. Uh, and like a lot of our shows and everything got canceled and moved and yada yada, of course. So, you know, the uh, we were forced to jump online and do these TikToks. And, you know, you, you see the social media landscape. It's not exactly the most, uh, you know, uh, poised and, and very artsy. Uh, it's very kind of silly 
stupid look. It's a kind of a Wild West competition game (laughs) show extravaganza, and you're you're competing for clicks. Pretty much. It's like uh, if you have, like, three children and they all want your attention at the same time, that's pretty much what social media is. (laughs) Well, my my family's a big fan of the uh, the sessions from the garage. Like, uh, people love that uh, and and you guys are the rare band that you don't need backline and all that stuff to sound amazing and just you know you know go out there and do it it's great i love when you gather around johnny's guitar and everyone plays you know just one guitar it's it's really inventive entertaining stuff it, 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 it seems spontaneous and free-spirited which I, which again and you guys are great musicians which like you know and with good with good chops i think like the the videos i was looking i was like this is a song I came with, came up with today, and it's just sort of like, <laughs> here it comes. Yeah, it's like yeah. a testing lab, and you know, you you you're getting people. I guess that's the thing too. It's like you got to keep the the fishes nibbling and stuff. Got got a hot airport takeover for peaches. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's that was, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was more of a spontaneous one. Yep. <laughs> hey, man, take yeah. it where you can get it. That, yeah. that actually included peaches? The teaches with peaches? No, no, no. The Super Mario peaches. Oh, okay. I was. I, I'll, I, I'll, I'll send you a link, Grandpa. Okay. From the new Mario, from the new Mario movie. <laughs> I was Call thinking on. the teaches of peaches. Hey, he said keep the fishes nibbling. I thought that was pretty good. I like that. that sense too. So well, I have. Again, a... that, that's got to be. That's got to be exhausting, though, too. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, a thing that uh, a lot of influencers run into is like burnout, uh, where, you know, if you end up doing the same kind of content over and over again, it gets really repetitive. And uh, but we we kind of we're we're doing two things at once. We're we're social media influencers, but we're also a rock band. Uh, So, you know, one day we're making videos, but then the next day we need an electric practice to, you know, write new songs. Uh, And then the next day we need you know uh oh we got to work on this artwork for this release you know and like things like that and oh the next day we got to pack and ship uh an international shipping company's worth of you know merchandise like yeah. you know from our basement like so yeah so you, think of all like the new shooting <laughs> locations the tour will bring oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, once we're on tour then then there's going to be a whole other can of worms we got to worry about, you know, a costume like wardrobe and, you know, all the instruments and traveling and yada, yada. So it's going to be a a whole new thing. (laughs) While we're on this though, too, it's like, it's, it's always interesting for me when I, especially on like Apple iTunes, the algorithm will like jigger you into songs kind of like if you're into, you know, AMH, you could also be into this. Apple. Have you guys ever like listened to one of your albums on Apple and then gone like, oh my gosh, this is what they're turning other people on to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, actually, I don't think I have. That's actually- okay. So if you listen to the EP, the, the, the first three songs that came afterwards, which you guys are getting kind of algorithmically bundled with, would include Motley Crue, Too Young, uh, Too Young to Fall in Love. And then from there, uh, Luke Combs doing some hurricane. <laughs> Interesting. And from there, you get That's really funny. Just get rolling, 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 which is bringing a smile to Collins. Uh, I think this might be your algorithm, Mike, not the band's. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's, 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 it was a factory reset computer. It was just, this was the first time. Was yeah. the, the, we the, find, the, we find. You, you, li- you uh, listen to the album after the album, it's like, 
would you like to listen to Ozzy Osbourne shot in the dark? Sure. Why, why yes, not? I would. Yeah. And then of course, <laughs> then it's like uh steel Panther. It's never too late uh, for pussy. Yeah. <laughs> well, so someday we'll explain how you're clicking on things over there, Michael. Affects your computer. I don't touch it. I just let it play through. I'm going it. like, I guess okay. the album's over because it's like now playing Ozzy, and then I just like, let it play. So, so I have I have a two part question. Well, one statement, one one question. I just ordered two T-shirts from somebody's basement. I don't, you said that there's they're yeah. down. If they if they would arrive autographed, that would not suck. So just throwing that out there, but whoever's got the box of two X t-shirts in their basement and you send them to Colin Bossler, if they all came with a bunch of, you know, autographs on them, that would not be a bad thing. Right. And, 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 and if they were assigned to like dear metal Lord, there you go. The, the second part of the question is, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to look in the future, right? I got my, my crystal ball 2024. You come back in the U S you get a tour. If you could partner with any band in the U.S. in 24, who would you want to partner with for your first U.S. major tour? Greta Van Fleet, hands down. Really? Also on the algorithm. (laughs) Yep, also on the algorithm. But I think think it's like what you guys were saying. Like, everybody's algorithm is, like, personalized. So, like, that's if that's the kind of stuff you're listening to, that's the kind of stuff they're going to recommend to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think that's a nice pairing, actually. I I was thinking for you guys, uh, you know, Dirty Honey? Yeah, yeah. Dirty Honey, like the first time I heard you guys, I I thought a lot. There was a lot of similarity there, and uh, and Rival Sons also like great, great young bands. Yeah, and and yeah, bringing kind of like a lot of that old bluesy feel, you know, back again. That's awesome. Yeah. So guys, tell us what we missed. Tell us what you want to tell our listeners about the band. Like we, you know, I think I think we've. We've gone through our questions, but if there's anything that you want to get out, like like hit us. What'd we miss? Um, are, we, are we cool for old people? Are we doing okay for, for eh, old guys? Are we all right? I mean, like, don't, no. don't, nah, don't, you don't guys are, you guys are fine. You don't have to answer that. You guys are fine. <laughs> I mean, I think what's cool about our band is, uh, you know, through social media, we're able to reach, uh, you know, a younger audience than our music. Uh, normally attracts, let's say. And uh, through our music, we're able to reach an older audience that has loved this genre forever and, uh, you know, wants to keep it going just as much as we do. Uh, So it's kind of uh, a perfect mix of of both. Uh, And we've, you know, gotten so much great feedback from both sides. Uh, You know, people just enjoying our videos or saying like hey i love to watch this like with my parents you know with my dad me and him i love your videos so it's like you know a multi-generational thing and it's really cool uh to just kind of bring rock you know to to the masses uh, in any way that we can yeah yeah for sure you guys well i mean that's how we found you i i completely agree and and keep it up we we really are big fans of what you guys are doing and uh and then once you're done tantalizing europe we'll be uh we'll be happy to see you back on on these shores next year uh i want to thank you again for joining us ryan griffin johnny and Adam of Adam and the Metal Hawks, uh, thanks again website. for joining Open us. The website. Please, yeah, please pick up their new record, Hurry Up and Wait. And uh, you can get that on their website at amhbands.com. Uh, you can follow them on YouTube. You can follow them on Instagram. You can follow them on TikTok. You can follow them on what else? X? Where else are you guys? Like, X, Twitter? Yeah. Like, MySpace. 
Yeah, MySpace. Wow, like, OnlyFans. Is Tom no, still there? Only fans, only fans. Band camp. Like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's like the, the benefit you guys have is Adam and the Metal Hawks. It's a very singular name. So yeah, you can, yeah. if you just, you know, throw that into the Google machine, you are going to find out uh, where to find these guys. We're thrilled to have them. Uh, please join us next week uh, where we will continue to explore metal from the 80s and the 90s. And thanks, thanks again, guys. Have a great tour. Uh, you know, we can't wait to see what you uh, come up with in the future. And uh, yeah. Real, really yeah. looking forward to seeing you guys blow shit up. <laughs> thank you, fellas. Thank you, thank you for coming. Right. Right. Best of luck. See you soon. All right, All right, thank, you. thank you very much, guys. Right. Have a great Bye. night. Take care, man. You too.